Hello, Marvelites. Welcome to This Week in Marvel, episode number 140. This is the official Marvel podcast of all news, new releases, comics, movies, and fun times. I'm Ryan Panagos, a.k.a. Marvel's Agent M, joined by... Marvel.com editor Ben Morse here on our... Did you already say episode 140? 140! 140 episode. That's crazy. I know. That's like, we've... Shut it down. Yeah, I know, but think of how many comic series we've outlasted at this point <laughs> like the bulk of them yeah uh intern Ian is here how you doing in about four months we'll hit three years <sighs> crazy Boy. crazy the way we produce these things four months well, three months i don't, I don't know. know it's well it'd be new york comic-con because it's always new york comic-con yeah. isn't it? 150 it would be like 156 It'll be a happening. Yeah, four months, so sixty more episodes. As Mean Gene Oakland will say, it will be. Will say it would say it will be a happening. I need I need you to give me something that would make me do a Gorilla Monsoon. Will you stop? I'll endeavor that. Okay. Throughout this episode, sure. Uh, Ian, you can also mm-hmm. strive for that. Uh, anyways, we got a lot to talk about. You guys wrote a ton about our this week in Marvel Reading Club, so we'll try to keep the other parts brief so we can get to that and read all your stuff or. We won't. I don't know. We'll see. Sure. Uh, we got a lot of comics to cover. Stuff on sale. First comic is all new X Factor number ten, written by Peter David, art by Carmine D. G. and Domenico. I know I've said this before, but ten issues in a row, Carmine D. G. and Domenico hasn't missed an issue. Rock solid. Like great art, detailed art, lots of stuff. Doesn't skimp on anything. Uh, just really impressed. So I think that's awesome. Um, in this issue, we have a new villain. Menacing the Teen is kind of the last few story arcs are blended together because they've got this kid they rescued from her dad, but it turns out her dad wasn't her dad. They bring her to her mom, and then her real dad shows up, and he's a supervillain, and his name is Memento Mori, which is Latin for remember that you will die. Which it's also like, a weapon I have in Avengers Alliance. This is a weapon in Avengers Alliance. I thought of that because I got hit with it immediately after reading this comic. That's the best. Um, so lots of that, uh, them trying to rescue... Georgia from Memento Mori, learning her origin, learning about him, but also the inter X Factor dynamics of uh, Gambit, who slept with his boss's wife and is trying to maneuver around that. More great Quicksilver lines, more great dialogue, more great art, more great stuff from all the X Factor. When we saw Peter David at Special Edition, I almost told him that I liked, that I was enjoying Gambit. Mm-hmm. No. But I Once didn't. you open that door. Yeah, I didn't tell him that. You know, He's. I think most people would say Peter David probably wrote the best Quicksilver sequence of all time, yeah. which is the examinations one, mm-hmm. the psychiatrist one, where he talks about uh, everyone in the world basically basically being to him people who are slow at the ATM line. Yeah. But I still think in that last issue where he wrote, um, that girl goes to him, uh, "You're the greatest superhero ever," and he goes, "Thank you. I've, I strive. I've, I've been striving for it. Like for some reason, that just still. <laughs> it's like my second favorite Quicksilver scene yeah. of all time. Nails it." All right, over to Black Widow number eight by Nathan Edmondson and Phil Noto, another Cracker Jack creative team, still going strong, mm. pretty badass. This one has... Hey, Noto hasn't missed an issue yet either, no, has he? No. Wow, he's, that's incredible. He's a rock star. Yeah. Uh, you don't hear from him anymore because he's heads well, down working, but... That's what you got to do. It's all right. It's, it's well worth it's it. It's the price of success. Totes. Uh, you've got um, Black Widow off doing spy stuff in uh, Prague. While her uh, lawyer dude is in London taking care of some business. Uh, So Black Widow is trying to... She's stealing something from... There's a whole, like, 
circular thing of what yeah. she's trying to do. But when she's in the middle of doing her thing, boom, there comes mm. Winter Soldier. Broke my um, heart, man. Uh, what? What? Because what I, I, I still want. I I love them together, and it yeah. breaks, breaks my heart that she doesn't remember him at all. Right. That's but what breaks my heart. There's bits of it that mm-hmm. yeah that you get from that, but still you can. There's a connection there. Regardless yeah, but, well, but of that. he's like on the edge of being like he wants to tell her, yeah. and just ultimately elects not to. I, I don't. Know, I really like them together. Yeah. So no, it's terrific. This is as I said on Twitter for everyone who uh, who ships Black Widow and Winter Soldier together. Don't ship anything. That that's that's an that internet term. term. I'm not gonna say it. It's an internet term. Oh, I know what it is. Um, then this is your issue. There's a lot of great stuff in here. And then, boom, there's a really scary ending to this issue. Yeah, that's true. All right. On to Captain America number 22 by recommender Carlos Pacheco, um, Mariano Taibo, and Dean Light with Lee Lowridge. Yeah, it looks very different. It's it's a different sort of inking for Carlos's art. I loved it. Yeah. I, I thought his art looked great. There was it's a lot smooth. of, like... Yeah, it's there's a lot of elements to it that I really dug. Uh, a lot of stuff going on in this issue. You've got uh, an invasion of Earth by Z. Um, uh, Did you say Zola. the Z Did you say the Z Man? Uh, yeah, Tom, Tom Zank. Zank. Tom Zank is finally coming back. Yeah. He wants revenge on Earth. <laughs> Never valued him as much when he was WCW TV champion. With uh, without anyone, <laughs> uh, before you said that, I was going to say without anyone looking it up, can anyone tell us who Tom Zank is? Oh, uh, but you could still. Give us more information on Tom yeah, Zank. T- tell us your favorite Tom Zank moments. Yeah, please. We could do a whole po- whole point five on that. Oh, if we could get Tom Zank for a point five episode, be awesome. That's yeah. he should have been somebody. He really should have. Anyway, yeah. Um, so you got old man Steve Rogers uh, watching the news, watching talk shows, dealing with That's what old uh, people do <laughs> with, with Nick Fury and Maria Hill, and getting angry and crotchety. This, man, and then this. you get to boom. Uh, some this is proof. Yeah. You uh, have to really regulate how much you drink uh, because things can happen that yeah, you may not be excited about. This comic is a PSA. Yeah, definite PSA, but it's great. Uh, I'm very excited to see if and how this continues on. I hope it does. Um, but while that's going on, Zola is team now teaming up with Red Skull, and I thought there was a great update to their dynamic. Mm-hmm. Zola's like, no, 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 no. I don't work for you. Yeah. We work together. But Jeff I also Face. like that Red Skull is kind of like... Yeah, okay. Yeah, sure, sure, yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Look at my brain. Yeah, whatever helps you, you know, whatever helps you do what I need you to do. Ja, ja. Ja, yes, da. Da? <laughs> you went, da's Russian. The Red Skull was Russian in the 50s. Anyway, so there, there's also this uh, this underlying thing of this one character coming and, like, tearing across yep. the city into uh, the mansion. So I was actually hoping we were going to see that at the mm, end, but no. no reveal for this issue. Teasy, teasy. Rock solid, though. Daredevil Road Warrior, a.k.a. Daredevil 0.1. This is the collection of the Daredevil Infinite comic that ran before the current volume. Written by Mark Wade, art by his longtime collaborator Peter Krauss. And I didn't read the Infinite comic and it was coming out, so this was a revelation for me. This is... If you're sick of all your friends saying, hey, Daredevil's the best series ever, I... You should check it out. And you're like, oh, I don't want to, there's too much. Just read this. This is the perfect encapsulation of everything that's great about Daredevil. And then you can go read everything else because it's awesome. But uh, it's Daredevil in between leaving New York and heading to San Francisco. He gets held up by the super adaptoid. Um, and it's an, 
it, Mark Wade gets to do everything that he does so well with Daredevil. He gets to show off his senses. He gets to show off his character. He gets to use Kirsten McDuffie. He gets to have Peter Krause draw Daredevil's powers being used in crazy ways, like the way he uses all the heartbeats on a plane to make a symphony for himself. Uh, but just this humanizing element of him chasing down the super adaptoid, but kind of starting to feel compassion for the super adaptoid because he's really confused, uh, getting the one-liners off. Like, there's a bit where the cops are about to shoot him, and he goes, well, what are you doing? Pretends to just be a blind guy, and then dives out a window. But just the fun of Matt Murdock, why he's so great under Mark Wade's pen, the great art, the new takes on old villains, uh, another old villain ends up here. The clever plot twist, the great dialogue. Everything I love about Daredevil was right here in this issue. Um, and I would just hand this to someone and be like, this is this is why Daredevil is great. Yeah, and if you haven't read the Infinite comic that this is adapted from, for shame. Yeah. For shame. So, yeah, I didn't. I said I didn't. So, yes, for shame. For shame. Uh, Deadpool versus X-Force number one. Holy crap, this Shane Davis cover is tremendous. I would take this as a poster. Shane Davis is a great guy. Uh, he just got into the 90s groove here. I love the original logos being there. Oh, yeah. Just beautiful. This is set before the first time the then New Mutants met Deadpool, and it's a, a standalone adventure kind of basically a friend of... Cables accidentally sent Deadpool back in time, and now Deadpool's at the Revolutionary War. So in order to stop him from changing history, he sends Cable and the people who are going to make up X-Force, in this case, Boom Boom Cannonball, Warpath, and Domino back in time. And they get in fights with Deadpool, and Deadpool is killing all these people, but he's making sure he doesn't kill the wrong people so he doesn't change history. And there's a recap page at the end of the issue, uh, which is pretty funny, and they explain why Deadpool's word balloons are not yellow because they weren't back in the... It's just, it's very, it's very kitschy, and it's very fun. <clears throat> yeah, it, it, fun is a good word. If you're trying to, like, really dig into the continuity and the whys and the wherefore... Oh, don't relax. try. Yeah. It's it's Cable and the X-Force kids uh, versus Deadpool with time travel, and it's uh, just, yeah. like... That's all you really it, need. That's all you need to know. Away. I didn't even mention the creative team, by the way. It's yeah. written by Dwayne Swarzynski and art by Pepe LaRoz, both of whom do a wonderful job. Yeah. All right. Over to 100th anniversary Fantastic Four, numero uno. What the heck? Yeah. What? <laughs> what the heck yeah. is going on? Written by situation? Jen Van Meter and art by Joanna Estep. And I, I freaking loved it because it's yeah. like right in the middle of a storyline. It's like when I was a kid when mm -hmm. I would pick up a random issue. I didn't need someone to hold my hand and say, this is a starting point yeah. where now you get to learn about all the characters. Uh, no, it's like kick like you a, right into the... Sounds like such a cranky old man. I am. Right into the deep end of the pool and say, here, we're not explaining anything. Yeah. Go. No, no life But it's a, it does a really great job of telling you what these characters are involved in, where they are. But I love how they reference back to like yes. issues that haven't yes. come out yet. It's Which explain the whole premise of these hundredth anniversary things. Please are, do. Uh, basically, you know, it's our seventy fifth anniversary now. It's in twenty five years. These, these are comics that we're plucking as if it's twenty five years in the future. So it's like you know, Fantastic Four issue number blank hundred whatever. Yeah. Um, but the story has still been going on. So when you read the recap page, it's referenced stuff that hasn't happened yet, but they're picturing what happened. Continue. Yeah, so you've got a whole new cast of characters, um, some Richards Banner kids, yeah, which is what? great. Uh, Agatha Harkness's grand 
or great granddaughter. Who knows? Uh, Lehman Cam, who is a different Human Torch. Like all these, this new Team Fantastic Four characters. Uh, Sue Storm is involved, and like, where are the other characters? Where? Why is Doctor Doom with um, the original Human Torch? Well. The Johnny Storm Human right. Torch, and with Reed Richards, and uh, all kinds of intergalactic stuff, and science stuff, and smarty pants stuff, and big action, and you know, why does Doctor Doom have a big uh, bow staff and long hair? I don't oh, know. It's, it's freaking cool. Yep. He looks awesome. Uh, it's a lot of fun, and it's it's a very weird, very quirky, very uh, very cool comic. I dug it. I wasn't. I didn't know what to expect. No, another thing I liked was even though obviously we see the Fantastic Four every month in their series, like the idea that this took place hundreds of issues after the FF, the original FF's been gone. Yeah. Like when they come back, I actually felt like, oh yeah, I remember what that's like. When a character you know has been missing for years, yeah. they come back. It was kind of cool how they replicated the feeling of that. It's like when Y2J came back last night. Well, at this point, it'll be like four nights ago. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, similar. Like that. Uh, not, not quite the Tom Zink reference from earlier, but. <laughs> I went deep with the Tom Zink reference, I know. Uh, Figment, number two, written by Jim Zub and art by Felipe Andrade. Jim Zub. It's weird that he's he's going by Zub and not... Zubkovich or whatever his full name is. Hey, whatever. More power to him. Jim's a good dude. Um, Yeah, Figment is based on the Disney Parks attraction. Uh, This is one of our Disney Kingdoms books. And um, I loved Figment as a kid. I didn't really know, like, the original version. I knew the, the... I can't remember the original version. Um, but this takes a lot of the elements that like hardcore Disney Parks fans are really into. Um, the steampunkiness and, and the cool imagination and lots of like fun creature designs and, and ideas behind this. Um, some really cool things that we're going to see coming up as uh, our character Figment and the human that's with Figment. I don't care about the human. I'm all about yeah. Figment. Figment's my jam. Yeah, I, I have a doll of him somewhere. Um yeah, it's cool. Cool stuff. Guardians of the Galaxy, Galaxy's Most Wanted number one, written by Will Corona Pilgrim. Not just Will Pilgrim, mind you. It's got Corona in there now, which is awesome. He always does. Art by Andrew. Has he always? Yeah, he, he'll he'll chastise you if you forget the Corona. Sorry, Will Corona. I thought he was just Will. I whenever we've spoken to him, he's just been Will Pilgrim. I didn't know. So fair. It's this fair. is his pen name, is Will Corona Pilgrim. <laughs> um... This is set in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I take it? No. No? I mean... Given the costumes and whatnot, I, I think, mean, it, it's, think it maybe. It's roughly, but it's not an official tie-in. Okay, not so an official it's tie-in. Not set, it's not set in the MCU, but it's sort of based on right. the MCU. Not set in the MCU, maybe not quite set in the Marvel Universe. Just a fun standalone tale of yeah. Rocket and Groot. Someone putting a bounty on Rocket's head and Rocket having to find a fight out of a bunch of bounty hunters who want to collect uh, the money for killing him, including possibly Groot, maybe also. I don't know. It's cool to see Andrea DeVito drawing these characters again. Then we also get a reprint, a crazy reprint of Thor number 314, which is an old story where Drax the Destroyer gets this gelatinous, uh, like, parasite stuck on his head and goes and fights Thor and Moondragon's there too, and it's pretty cool pretty weird i read it very late last night um and it was very trippy and there's also a backup story with odin and hella i mean which has nothing sure. to do with guardians of the galaxy but whatever it's great why not fun times iron fist the living weapon number four written and drawn by care andrews uh this kind of jumps away from what's been going on for a little bit it, it flashes back to 
Danny and this reporter who's been in and out of the series back in his bedroom, her kind of interviewing him while also just talking to him, mm-hmm. trying mm-hmm. to get what the deal was with his dad, with his family life, why he does what he does. He has some interesting ways of distracting himself. He'll hoist her into the air and he will like start trying to teach her kung fu. Uh, and then it descends in this weird nightmares. He starts having nightmares about his mom. And then we go back to the present where he's confronting this thing that may or not be his dad. And the art really starts going crazy in this issue. Um, I'm liking this a lot. I actually just read a great interview that our own Blake Garris did with, with Kerry Andrews about Iron Fist. And uh, hearing that, how he talks a lot about how to him Iron Fist was always the darkest hero uh, in Marvel. Because his origin, as he said, was essentially his dad being thrown off a cliff and then his mother being eaten by wolves. And then him, rather than choosing to live in this amazing immortal city, instead he's like, no, I'm just going to go back and kill the guy who killed my dad. So he saw him as being very dark and he's definitely bringing a lot of it here. Hmm. Um, And this was a neat kind of sidestep introspective issue but i really want to know what's going on with this thing that may or may not be iron fist dad so i'm anxious to get back to the main narrative next issue yeah super creepy all right on to big number one issue this week we've got legendary star lord number one written by sam humphreys with art by paco Badino, juan velasco and david curiel and it's great uh, if you are unfamiliar with some of the origins of Mr. Peter Quill, Star-Lord. You get some of that in here. You get a real good sense of who he is uh, in the larger scope of things. He's, uh, you know, he's a rapscallion. Mm-hmm. He's uh, maybe a bit of a ladies' man. Uh, but he's also got a heart of gold. Heart of gold. Heart of gold. And uh, that shines through here. Yep. He's also got this budding relationship with Kitty Pride, which I think is just the Everyone's going to love this. The best. Yeah. Uh, but he's doing all these things, and then boom, last page, you get uh, a big revelation for him, for uh, the galactic uh, you know, universe, the cosmic side yes. of things. The whole galactic universe. Faux show. All of them. All that universe. All of it. Galaxies. All of it. Why do you have original sin? Because I don't know. Uh, This is not me. This is Google Docs does this. I every week it put it puts things out of order and it takes things out too. Um, I swear. I swears. Oh yeah, Miracle Man's not in there. I know. It was when I put it in last night. So there you go. Whatever. We know what's up. Magneto number six. That's what's up. Written by Colin Bunn. Art by Javi Fernandez. I. Uh, we, we, we we talk about Magneto and how great it is every time, but it continues. First of all, this great Declan Shelby cover. Magneto is this crazy Grim Reaper. And this issue, it's Magneto going after the Marauders, which is just an awesome, like, dream X-Men villain showdown that I love. Uh, it plays a lot off old continuity. The fact that the Marauders are clones, and every time you kill them, they come back to life. It also taps into the Morlock massacre and all that. But... Cullen does a really good job of, you know, doing that kind of expository stuff in the midst to tell you who these marauders are, why they're jerks, why Magneto hates them. Magneto, again, not really being a hero, but just more being like a force in nature, and uh, he has a plan. He's viciously taking the marauders apart in these horrific fight scenes, but he also has this deeper, darker intention uh, and the other thing with the Marauders is their, their range of reactions is interesting from Scalp Hunter like, realizing, like, yeah, I'm screwed, man. Like, I'm, I'm done. To uh, some of them thinking they can take him on. To some just being, like, like Harpoon 
of all people is like, yeah, no, I can deal with this. I've got harpoons. They're yeah. big, big metal spears. Perfect to fight Magneto with. Um, or even like, you know, Prism just being like terrified and just wanting to run off. So really great, emotional, scary book, which I continue to just can't can't say enough good things about Magneto. Yeah, big emotional stuff. We've got Miles Morales, the ultimate Spider-Man, number three. So at the end of last issue, uh, Peter, uh, not Peter, Miles was about to tell his girlfriend uh, about him being Spider-Man. So, you know, you can imagine how well that could go. Uh, he may not be Peter Parker, but he sure has that Peter Parker look. Um, while that's going on, there's, you know, like there's got some funny interludes in here. Bendison and Marquez uh, with the Daily Bugle, with the New York Police Force, which this... Huh? Yeah, that huh? was great. That was great. Yeah, that was pretty good. Uh, we've got Bendis and Marquez actually in the comic as police detectives, which yep. I thought was cute and funny. Uh, Maria Hill is now... Was, was she always yeah, a detective? Yeah, in Ultimate, in she's Ultimate, always she's been always... a detective. Gotcha. Um, so she's detectivizing. Uh, we've got Miles and Genki having great dialogue. And uh, like Genki like chastising yeah. Miles for making bad decisions and not listening to him. And then you know finally he listens to him, and maybe that wasn't the best decision this time. Uh, all that's going on, and you've got uh, the feds going to Osborne Industries to check on something because Osborne it's... is on the loose. Yeah, and if, pff, why would he be there? Yeah, come on, Monica Chang, you are or Monica Chang, rude. Yeah. Rude. But uh, this is really scary. Great stuff with Green Goblin, uh, the return of the Goblin yeah. here. And yeah, the last couple pages are like a dun dun dun. He's always been amazing, but I feel like Marquez is really just like the last couple issues just growing exponentially. Ridiculous. Really, really good. All right, speaking of ridiculous, Miracle Man number eight. Uh, finally getting to the really grisly, gross, terrifying stuff uh, in this issue. We have reprints of Bodies and The Wish I Wish Tonight, both written by You Know Who, with art by Chuck I Austin. Would, I would love but it if we put You Know, you know Who, who? Uh, instead of the original, the original writer. writer. Oh my god. That's, that's, that's my Can new we do, thing. What is he going to do? I don't, know. I don't not, know. We're not saying anything about Oh, I would love that. I, I will I will suggest... Who's, who's editing this book? Uh, is it collection? Yeah. I'll talk to Jeff Youngquist. Yes. I gotta do him uh, a favor. We've got anyways. an editorial... we got an idea for you. Like, request? So anyways, in this issue, Miracle Man is being chased down by Miracle Dog, and that... Ugh, just stuff always bums me out. Yeah, stuff. That every if, you're, time. if you're a dog lover, is gonna every be a time rough issue it. for you. And then if you're if you're a Gargunza lover or if you're a Nazi lover, this is also a hard issue for you. A lot of bad stuff happening. What I really like was this. He just worked for the Nazis, okay? Sorry, no, the other guys though. The other oh, guys the other are guys, clearly yeah, Nazis. They're, they're That's why I'm saying if you're if you like Gargunza or if you like the Nazis, you're yeah. it's not a great issue for you. Uh, then I really like this uh, this back matter material from Eclipse, where apparently Eclipse, who was publishing Miracle Man at the time, had a flood at their warehouse, so they had to put out a reprint issue, and they did this framing sequence with the editor um, explaining why they didn't have a new issue this month, which is kind of fun. That was cool. Always neat to see new Miracle Man, like Miracle Man stuff I haven't seen before. Yeah. All right, Moon Knight number five uh, by Warren. This is the penultimate issue from yes. Warren Ellis, Teclan Shalvey, and Jordi Belair. Correct. Jordi Belair. Uh, someone described this to me as uh, the raid. 
as like it's like the huh. raid. I've not seen the raid. I haven't seen it either, but, uh, but I, I assume know. that's right. And this Ian, was, have you seen the raid? I haven't heard. I haven't seen it. Thanks for nothing. Yep, great. Uh, this was my. This has been my favorite issue of the series so far. I think it, you say that every time. It just keeps it's getting better. better and better. <laughs> uh, it's brutal. Like this is a really intense, violent, violent comic. Yes. Like more. This is like. I guess you know what. That's what you get from a Moon Knight book. He is very violent. Uh, He's unhinged. Man. So he goes and he tears up this apartment building, trying to get to a kid. And there's just it's just gorgeous. There's a lot less dialogue than in pretty much any of the other books we put out this week and you don't need it. They tell a really great story. It's a testament to how great Deck and Jordy are. Um, it's phenomenal storytelling. Great, beautiful art. Uh, it's got an emotional hook. It's like, intense. This would make a great television series. Boom. You I said would, it. I would watch that I would watch right it. now. Alright. New Warriors number 7, written by Chris Yost, art by Marcus Toe. Man, so much going on over here. We've got, um, what's his name? Hayachi. Uh, Hayachi? I don't yeah, know how it's pronounced. Hayachi. Hayachi, uh, who is the inhuman member of the team, uh, going to see his family. And Sun Girl and Justice are there. Uh, things go sour. They get basically transported away, leaving Justice on his own to try to rescue them later on. Uh, while that's all going on, we've got the new greatest characters, Jake Waffles hmm. and Mr. Whiskers, yeah. still hanging out with our new warriors. But I also like how they like very straight-faced when they talk to him, like, what do you think, Jake Waffles? Like, it's not a joke. It's <laughs> yeah. like, that's his name. That, that's that's what he wants to be called. Yeah. yeah. They respect uh, that. I love warriors it. are very respectful. It's good. It's good. You should be. Uh, we've got all this stuff going on. They're trying to figure out where the hell everybody is, what's going on, uh, how to figure out some of the bigger concerns about... Uh, the High Evolutionary and Wonder Gore and all that. But Justice brings in a ringer. Yep. Uh, it's great. Cool return for a character for many New Warriors classic fans. Mm -hmm. uh, but things don't go so well for that for anyone no. on the New Warriors. In and this also issue. ties into uh, Inhuman. It's it a character Very from Inhuman so. who shows up here. So that's yeah. kind of cool. That was, that was quick. I didn't think Inhuman was going to bust out that quickly. All right, Original Sin number five. This is kind of a tough issue to summarize because it's really all spoiler, 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 spoiler. <laughs> but the gist is uh, you get introduced to the Unseen and you learn the secret history of Nick Fury. At the end of last issue, Nick Fury showed up in a state we did not really expect him to show up in. In this issue, we get to find out what Nick Fury has been doing for basically the last 50 or 60 years. Uh, it's written by Jason Aaron. The art is by Mike Diodato. It's really pretty brilliant. Uh, it doesn't undercut any of the Nick Fury stories that we've read, but at the same time adds a whole new dimension to the character uh, and makes this mystery of what happened to the Watcher, the layers start to peel away very expertly, as you would in any mystery, but also a lot of questions still to be answered. So that's about all I'm going to say about Original Sin number 5. Uh, <laughs> not because it's not great, but because I don't want to start pulling that string, and I want you guys to read it for yourself. It's a really great series. Duh. Punisher number eight, part two of this little breakaway story written by Nathan Edmondson and Kevin Moore, art by Carmen Carnero. It's El Diabolito. I don't know if this is continuing beyond this issue, but uh, Frank is down in South America with some other military well, one other military guy and trying to get his wounded buddies out of here. Crossbones is on their trail. Crossbones being as badass as he can. Uh, this is where Edmondson's 
love and knowledge of military tactics really comes up because they're they're using stuff that you know this is these Israel guys actually function just like the little things where they're like you know they're covering each other and they're using code words and they're getting stuff done you learn more about this new character uh punisher really becoming as we've said in this series becoming more of a person less of a force of nature more of a person actually caring about other people showing respect some nasty stuff happens and then crossbones has has working for somebody we still got to find out who that is but also there's a nice little epilogue that kind of writes off part of the story while the rest still has to be picked up on yeah all right our other big number one issue this week uh or giant huge one number one issue rocket raccoon by uh, writer Scotty Young and artist Scotty Young. They get uh, along? Uh, they, you know, they have a tumultuous relationship, but it you know, yeah. brings out the best in sure. both of them. Uh, so this one, hugely anticipated. Uh, it's a k- terrific uh, romp right off the get-go. <laughs> You've got uh, this character breaking into you know, a space station, ship, whatever it is. Great dialogue. I think mm-hmm. Scotty's really, like, mm-hmm. having fun with it. There's lots of quirky little bits here. Uh, but Rocket goes and he saves a princess, and boom. Uh, do take note who she is, what she looks like. And then you flash forward back to the present, now three years later, and there's wrestling matches. So it's mm-hmm. right up Ben there you and go. Alley. Uh, you've got Groot wrestling a giant tentacle monster. Uh, Rocket is having a date. Um, funny, funny stuff. But boom, as you'll see in pretty much anything that involves Rocket, he's wanted. Mm. Uh, people are going after him. They... This is the second book this week he's been wanted. Yeah, so, you know, that's going to happen yeah. when you're a murderous little uh, not raccoon like is. him. Yeah, not uh, raccoon. Uh, yeah, it's great. There's funny stuff as you have uh, Rocket interacting with Star-Lord and the other Guardians who are off doing their own adventures, which is, you know, it's like, a little snippet of that is great. Uh, if you've not, I suggest you read the Guardians of the Galaxy Infinite comics, mm. uh, particularly the Rocket Raccoon one, because that plays a big role here. And the Free Comic Book Day. Free Comic uh, Book Day as well. Yeah, that, that ties into this as well. Yep. Uh, and uh, great note, which we're not really publicizing a lot yet, uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy Infinite comics are now in Marvel Unlimited. Oh, So if you've not read them... Snap. And you're a Marvel Unlimited subscriber, which I'm assuming everyone who listens to the podcast is. Should be. You can now go listen to them uh, as part of your, uh, go read them as part of your subscription. There you go. It's pretty great. Uh, so yeah, we got Rocket dealing with all kinds of crazy stuff, and then boom, he gives himself up. Why? We mm. see who the uh, one of the the bads is yeah. in this issue, and but how terrific. bad? We don't well, know. We'll find I out. I mean, bad. You put a hit out on someone, or like. You never know. They could have their reasons. Shades of Grey, man. Shades of Grey. All right, last but not least, Thor, God of Thunder, number 24, written by Jason Aaron, drawn mostly by Augustin Alessio with a little three-page capper at the end by Asad Rabiq. Uh, it's the epilogue to The Last Days of Midgard and kind of, I feel like, in a way, a sequel to that awesome issue from last year that was my favorite single issue of the year where it was all just about Thor and his relationship with Earth. Um Kind of, like spiritually. It's Thor dealing with the fact that Asgardia has basically outlived its welcome on Earth. It is pulling away from Broxton. So it is uh, this jerky stuff with Dario, Agar, the Roxxon. Roxxon has won. Yeah, Roxxon has won. Uh, We get a nice She-Hulk cameo. Good stuff with Roz Solomon, who's becoming a great character real, real quick. Her interacting with the gods is, you know, just classic stuff. Her talking with Heimdall or talking with Freyja. 
Thor trying to come to grips with the fact that this isn't a problem he can punch his way out of, having to say goodbye to Broxton, having to face facts that they basically failed the people here, their town's destroyed, how can they make up for it? Some phenomenal stuff with him and Jane Foster, uh, who again has been a great character for years, but I think it's just developing even more here. Um, the gods and how they deal with... I mean, this has been a huge thing. They've been in Broxton for what? Like, it's got to be like a decade now. Yeah. Um, so this is a major thing. We, we, we get appearances by a lot of different Asgardians. We get um, Thor doing something really cool. And then we kick to the future. Well, first of all, we have a little epilogue with Dario Agar, uh, which shows that he's going to be around. And then to the future with King Thor and find out the repercussions of him using Gore's weapon to stop Galactus. And this was, well... So yeah, creepy. Just really awesome and creepy. Uh, so, great stuff there. Yeah. You know, Baldur's dead, right? Yeah, Baldur's been dead for a while. Where's he at? I need to bring him back. I, like I agree. Baldur. I like Baldur, too. Yeah, he's got that cute little hat. That's always been, to me, like, one of the... Uh, I, I, I hope he gets introduced in the movies at some point. Yeah. He's, like, the only Asgardian who's really not... I know. ...somewhere in the I movies. I why. It's very There's interesting. There's got to be a reason. Yeah, there has to be a we reason. We don't do things like that willy-nilly. He's a pretty major character. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways... Never mind. Mike. <laughs> uh, my pick goes to Rocket Raccoon number one. Rocket Raccoon number one, good choice. Um, I feel like it's kind of a cheat because this is like previous collection material, but I really like Daredevil point one. Wow. So I'm going to go with that. Um, yeah, I'm going to say Daredevil point one. I thought it was awesome. Ian? It's one more for Daredevil point one. Daredevil point one wins. Rocket Raccoon gets the silver. Everything else is tied for third. That's fair. There you go. Yeah. All right, collections on sale this week. Daredevil by Mark Wade, Volume 3, in hardcover. Guardians of the Galaxy, Rocket, Raccoon, and Groot Steal the Galaxy. That's a prose novel, y'all, which you can read the first three chapters of right now on Marvel.com. Well, for free. My goodness. Yeah. Didn't take long to post at all. Um, it did. <laughs> hardcover of that. Uh, Infinity Gauntlet Omnibus hardcover. Hello. Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy Prelude, trade paperback. Can you tell that we have a movie coming up? No. Uh, Powers Definitive Collection Volume 6 in hardcover Savage Wolverine Volume 3 Wrath in hardcover Thanos Rising in hardcover and Uncanny X-Men Volume 2 Broken. What is Thanos Rising? Thanos Rising was that Jason Aaron's oh, Jason Bianchi, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, origin series What's the new Thanos OGN? The, uh, the Infinity Revelation Infinity Revelation Gotcha Digital comics on sale this week. Uh, all the stuff we talked about. A few little extras. Yeah, mm. a couple extras. We got Legendary Star-Lord Special Edition, digital exclusive, so a special uh, version of Star-Lord, also a special version of Racker Raccoon, also a special mm-hmm. version of Original Sin. So yeah. these are slightly more expensive, but we give you a lot of bonuses. You know, yeah. all kinds of extras, so I would say check them out. They're pretty cool. Uh, we've got the Thanos, a god up there listening, Infinite Comic yeah. 1 through 6. All the full, six issues. Rob Williams run. and... Uh, a whole uh, There's like three or four artists working on it. But gotcha. yeah, Rob Williams wrote it. Yeah. So very cool. Lots and lots of stuff up on the app this week. We've also got uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 8 through 20 from the 90s Jim mm-hmm. Valentino series. Mm, uh, Iron weird Man stuff. Yeah. Iron Man 266 through 279 and 292 through 302. Marvel Premiere 61, Marvel Preview 4, 11, 15, and 18, Marvel Spotlight 6 and 7, Marvel Super Special 10, Star-Lord 1 through 3, and Strange Tales 181, and I can only assume... all 70s sci-fi Guardians-related goodness. Yeah. So, So enjoy. It's really quirky. Yep. Really weird. 
Uh, definitely very cool for people who want to see, you know, like what those characters were originally conceived yep. around. Yeah. Uh, not necessarily what they will be like in the film. Yeah, I think it's a lot of Star Lord, a lot of Rocket, uh, some Drax, some some good stuff in there. Yeah, I can't wait to for people to like dig into the Rocket books and then oh, yeah. come back with like, wait, so why is there a Walrus no, dude boy. and who's the the Rabbit guy and whatever? What's up with the clowns? What's up with the clowns? <laughs> Clowns would be a recurring theme throughout 1970s Marvel sci-fi, actually. There are a lot of clowns. What's up with the clowns? Yeah, what's up with those clowns? Hashtag what's up with the clowns. <laughs> Collections on the app this week. A plus X, Volume 3 equals Outstanding. Age of Ultron Companion. Deadpool Volume 4, Deadpool vs. S.H.I.E.L.D. Marvel Knights Hulk Transformed. We love that one, so that's cool. Yeah. Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy Prelude. Nova Volume 3, Nova Core. Corpse. Corpse. Nova Corpse. Savage Wolverine Volume 3, Wrath, and X-Men Volume 2, Muertas. Muertas. Yes. Muertas. As you would say it in the words of your people. Latino. Muertas. Yes. Thank you. Ian, what's what's on Marvel Unlimited this week? Virtually digitized, we got A plus X number 16, all new Marvel Now.1 number 1, all new X-Factor number 1, Avengers AI number 8, and Avengers World number 1. And possibly more... But that's what was there when I checked last night when I was putting this together. Thank you, Ian. So there's surely yeah. more. I hope so. Including the, uh, the Guardians. That, yeah, things that don't begin with A will probably be added by the time you hear this podcast. But that's that's what happens when you put it together on Monday night. hey <sighs> Yes. Right. Uh, <laughs> I was like, back to you. Time for news, Ben. What do we that got? That gets back to me. There All right. Is. For news this week, uh, Guardians 3000 is now officially a thing. That is a new series written by Dan Abnett, art by Gerardo Sandoval. That was the backup story from Guardians of the Galaxy number 100, featuring the original Guardians, the ones from way back in the day. They're back. They're going to have adventures. It looks like it's going to be really cool. Uh, We mentioned Thanos got up there. We had an interview with Rob Williams, who talked to us all about it. Uh, Meanwhile, over in the world of games... Disney Infinity this week, we got a couple of features. One, recapping E3 and what was announced there in terms of Spider-Man. Also, a little primer that will hopefully be out by the time this podcast goes up on what exactly Disney Infinity is, for those of you who may not know. Uh, For those of you who just noticed the Marvel superheroes, know more about the original game. Over in Avengers Alliance, uh, new costumes available for the members of X-Force, Phantom X, Archangel, um, they already have their costumes, but they're getting additional buffs. But then Psylocke, Wolverine, and Deadpool all get the awesome gray-black costumes with additional little goodies on that. Uh, I played a little Tactics this weekend. Had a good time. Mm-hmm. It's pretty meaty. Uh, it takes a while. Totes. So I think that'll be that'll be something I'll chip away at. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely not at the level where I can contend with anyone yet. <laughs> so I'm still very, very low, and I was getting my butt kicked by, like, Hydra and AIM people. It's gonna happen. So, yeah, I gotta work my way up. And have you noticed that they dodge everything? Like, the enemies dodge like crazy. Yeah, it's frustrating. It's like, come on! Hulk is right there! He's gonna hit you! Also, I'm... Like, maybe this comes later, but... Oh. I don't have a lot of silver or anything built up yet, so I can't get my ISO to, like, build up my guys yet. And also, I'm used to 
playing Alliance where I'm like, all right, well, I've got bleeding on. Well, I can just take that off with my little ability, but I can't, can you do that in this? Take bleed off? Yeah. Yeah, you have to rest the guy. Oh, you just rest. Yeah, yeah. so that's the deal. You just rest them. Well, if of, they like, have that, a... that rest buff. Yeah, I saw that, but it's 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 a different it's a different kind of game, but I'm, I'm starting to enjoy it, yeah. so I'm digging it. Uh, and finally, Deadpool Pinball is out across all platforms from the guys uh, Zen Studios who bring all the Marvel pinball games that's available. Uh, we have a cool video up on the site. It's a behind-the-scenes video featuring Nolan North and also, I believe, featuring our own uh, Crazy Chris Baker. Oh, no. It's a cameo in there. Nice. So worth it for that alone. Excellent. Uh, lots of Guardians of the Galaxy stuff coming up as we get further, get closer and closer to the movie. Uh, just millions of things. There's a cool bunch of cool promotions coming up, various things that you're going to start seeing. So make sure you're following at Guardians on Twitter and the uh, like the Guardians of the Galaxy page on Facebook. All right, kicking it over to Mark for much, much more. Hello there this week in Marvelites. This is Marvel.com editor Mark Strom coming to you from beautiful, gorgeous, sunny Los Angeles with the latest in Marvel news, Marvel West news, beginning with a ton of Guardians of the Galaxy news because, of course, we are one month away as I record this from the film hitting theaters on August 1st. But if you can't wait until then, this upcoming Monday, July 7th at 7 p.m. at about, I think, over 150 uh, theaters, we will be showing a special 17-minute long IMAX preview of the film. And, best of all, the screening is free. To learn how you can sign up for the chance to see it, you can head on over to our Facebook page, and we've uh, pinned the post that has all the info about it right to the uh, top of the page. You can learn it all there, see if it's playing at a theater near you, and... If you're lucky, get a chance to see 17 minutes from the film. And in other news, we also showed off three new international posters for the film featuring Gamora, Groot, and Rocket. We showed off the soundtrack cover, which shows Awesome Mixtape Volume 1, I don't know why I can say about Awesome Mixtape Volume 1. It plays a very pivotal part in the film. Well, sort of pivotal. Pivotal in my mind. But you'll have to see it to learn more about that. And, of course, we gave you a look at the banners that are going up around San Diego to celebrate San Diego Comic-Con. Comic-Con International, of course, coming up in just, ooh, like, three weeks, which is kind of terrifying. But, yes... It's from uh, July 23rd to 27th, of course, and these banners feature the Guardians. And, finally, we also showed off some artwork from Guardians of the Galaxy Beginnings, an all-new book that is great if you have any kids or if you know any younger fans who are interested in the Guardians or just interested in Marvel and want to learn more about the Guardians. It's a great introduction to each of the team members, to Peter Quill, Star-Lord, Rocket, Groot, Gamora, and Drax. You can check that out. We've got links to where you can purchase it, along with a little bit of a preview right now on Marvel.com. Then finally, in some more Guardians news, but in a different 
medium. We have a special Guardians of the Galaxy event this Sunday beginning at 8 a.m. on Disney XD. The regular Marvel Universe block from 8 to 9 a.m. Eastern Time will feature uh, encore presentations of an episode of Marvel's Ultimate Spider-Man and an episode of Marvel's Avengers Assemble, both co-starring the Guardians. And then that is followed at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, a special time, with an all-new episode of Marvel's Ultimate Spider-Man, again starring the Guardians. So you've got an hour and a half of animated Guardians action coming up this Sunday, all beginning at 8 a.m. Eastern Time inside Marvel Universe on Disney XD. We'll be bringing you a preview of the all-new episode of Marvel's Ultimate Spider-Man later this week, and hopefully a little bit more. So... Keep your eyes out for that on Marvel.com and our YouTube channel. And that pretty much wraps up everything I've got. So, since I won't be speaking to you again before the weekend, if you're listening to us here from the U.S., have a happy and safe and joyous 4th of July. And until then, I wish you a splendiferous weekend, a splendiferous-er week. I'll talk to you again in seven days, and I thank you for listening. Okay, thank you, Stromy. Uh, I know you're enjoying this short week. What's <laughs> <laughs> that weird old-timey DJ voice? All right, now it's time to talk about this week in Marvel Unlimited Reading Club. Okay, so this week in, on, this week in Marvel Unlimited Reading Club, we did Avengers The Kree-Skrull War. Uh, it's been a little while since I'd read this one. I actually was going to finish it on the train this morning, but uh, a guy sitting next to me... Uh, saw what I was reading and turned out to be a lapsed comics fan and spent the rest of the train ride talking to me about comics because oh. he found out I worked at Marvel. Oh. By found out, found I mean, out? I said like... I work at Marvel. Well, because what he said to me, he goes, you know, you can get those things digitally now because ah, I was great. reading the hardcover, so I explained to him. But I read the gist of it. I've read this a bunch of times, so I know it pretty much by heart. It's a cr- it's, it's very... It's very of the time, uh, especially the writing, the dialogue. Uh, not all of it's aged well. Um, the story, I think, is great. It's packed, Yeah, too. it's it's packed with stuff. Because um, it, it's really, it's, it's not just, like, one story. Right. It's, like, it's the it's the Avengers versus Ronin. And that's, and the Avengers are, like, um, it's, it's Vision, Hawkeye, Quicksilver, not Hawkeye, Goliath. Uh, Quicksilver, Scarlet Witch, teaming up with Captain Marvel, fighting Ronan. Ronan takes off. Then Cap, Iron Man, and Thor come in, and they fight the Skrulls. Then there's another thing where they fight Maximus. And then finally, it's not like the last two issues that they actually go up into space. But you also have Annihilus showing up. Yeah, Annihilus is in there right now. You have uh, Vision in, like, a turtleneck, Mm -hmm. uh, which that should be a thing in and of itself. Right. Uh, You've got Captain Marvel being all, like... Angsty, yep, so angsty. But it's not to like those last two issues where, like, the last two issues are what I really think of as the actual Kree Scroll War, where they actually go up into space and they're fighting, and the Avengers are caught in the middle of it. Yeah. So there's so much, but so much, it's so much cool stuff. And there's three different artists. You start with Sal Buscema, then you go to Neil Adams, and things just go bonkers because the first sequence he draws is the one where Vision stumbles into Avengers Mansion, collapses, and then Ant Man shows up. And has to go inside Vision, so it's a whole like half an issue of Ant Man inside Vision trying to repair him, and it's just bonkers. The art is to this day holds up as just being wild. 
Um, and then Adams does a couple more issues, and then John Buscema comes up and finishes things up in the last couple issues. Man, the art's crazy. But yeah, you look at the Neil Adams art, and you can see how influential, mm. just like the 50, 60 page, whatever he did in this, how influential it was right. to so many, like the Brian Hitches of the world. Oh, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. You know, like all kinds of great artists that have come, you know, in, in our recent eras, how much they take from or have been influenced by Neil here. It's incredible. For sure. And I mean, it's actually kind of, even though, like, I don't know. I don't know if you'd say the story is disjointed. I mean, it is a little bit because of the changing artists. The nice thing is that Salbusima, when he finishes, it feels like there's a break because the 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 big three come back. Yeah. But definitely gives you a chance to kind of see how different Neil Adams' art was at the time because it's right up against a more traditional artist than Salbusima oh, yeah. and John Buscema at the end. Um, I love the Vision Scarlet Witch romance stuff because I was always I like them together. Uh, I know that's a not everyone likes them together. You got Triton driving a, tr- a van. That's classic. That's in Marvels. That's, that shows up in Marvels. It's so great. But it's there's so some really great. cool stuff. You got Supreme Intelligence. Just all the characters in this. The, he calls himself the Intelligence Supreme too. Does he really? Like, yeah. And here it's I'm pretty sure he refers to himself as the Intelligence Supreme. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's such a jerk. I love it. Yeah, he's very manipulative. He's like, no, young child. Yeah. You, Mr. Intelligence Supreme. Yeah. Yeah. Rick Jones. Rick I'm, be, I'm Jones. be honest. I like Rick Jones. Rick Jones. Rick Jones kind of drove me crazy in this story. Rick Jones. Rick Jones's dialogue in this was just like, what? what? Like, especially in the early parts where he's just like, no one talks like that. Yeah. Did people really talk like that back in the 70s? I don't know. But it seemed crazy, but Rick Jones is fun. I tweeted this picture this what? morning because it looks getting... like Rick Jones is DX crotch chopping. Uh, and, and I like the sound effect, too. Yeah. Whap. Yeah. So, Kree Scroll War, uh, interesting choice. I'm glad we read it. I think it's definitely a snapshot of the era, kind of a glimpse in how crazy 70s Marvel sci-fi was. And it does connect to uh, a previous Twim URC we did, which Avengers was Forever. Avengers Forever. Yeah, for with sure. the way that Rick Jones uses his crazy mind powers mm-hmm. that he doesn't have ever again yeah until avengers forever right which is what 30 years later <laughs> wow 20 or yeah, 30 70, years later 71 yeah and that was early, early 2000s. 2000s so yeah that's way way down the line bonkers but the I way know. he yeah the way he wins is crazy like hey i'm gonna remember the invaders because mm-hmm. i really like the finn yeah you know like well, that's where it's like, okay, so this isn't Rick Jones anymore. This is Roy Thomas, who loves Golden Age characters, and that I, I love that. I love when Roy Thomas just finds excuses. To and I love that they're like your Golden Age characters brings them out of his head, and then they start talking to each other as uh-huh. if they're the real versions, and then they just they're that fully they, realized, and they disappear that quickly. Yeah. It's great. Captain Marvel may be my favorite character in this whole thing. I really like Captain Marvel. Yeah, and I and I and you know what? I like the fact that he's dead. Because I like that we can go. I know it sounds weird. I like that we can Great. go back and read stories with him, and you know that he had like a limited shelf life. Yeah, um, it makes you appreciate him more. Yeah. I like Black Bolt in this story too. Yeah, Black Bolt in the story is pretty great. He's got this little kid that he's hanging out with. Yeah, he's, uh, he was well, an amnesic vagabond. On I would San have Francisco. no clue what's going on except we put out one of those little like exercised floppies we did where it was Black Bolt. Uh, it was just reprinting those old Amazing Adventures stuff, and uh, that was fun. And also, does your does your collection have the foreword by Neil Adams? 
this is Cirilli's, yeah. Okay. It has the Where he introduction ta- and yeah. by Roy Thomas. Roy Thomas has the afterword. But I no, like afterword is Neil Adams. Afterward? I think they okay, so they reversed it in the copy I have. Because in mine, Neil Adams is the forward mm-hmm. and Thomas that. But I just like Neil Adams because he talks about how uh he talks about because he drew the the cover that's there that's on the back here, it's on the yeah. front of mine, where he wanted to call the issue where Vision shows up, three cows shot me down, because that's what happened to him. But Roy Thomas insisted calling something like, you know, Godhood's End or the Andromeda <laughs> Legend or something crazy. But so in the uh, in, Whisper in the Space, yeah, exactly. But in the collection I have, it has the new Neil Adams cover that's on the back here with Vision saying, Three cows shot me down. And he says, Fine, he's like, Finally, 30 years later, I got my way. And that's great because that's the like. The callback to the classic Scrolls, Fantastic Four story, and then there's another yeah. callback to it later in the issue well, in the that's, series. That's where Roy Thomas is like awesome because he he lives the continuity. Like Roy Thomas knows every little bit of continuity from Marvel ever, and he is not afraid to use it. So yeah, no, and it's jam packed throughout this thing. Uh, we've got one thing. Mm. So you got Nick Fury without the eye patch here. Yeah, like, that's that got to be an error. error. Yeah, because yeah, a few pages later he shows up with the eye patch. Yeah, so, I'm, so I'm sure he didn't lose his eye in between I would have issues. I an eye patch on him if I was doing the reprint, mm-hmm. but that's just me. Yeah. Uh, you got Carol Danvers. Yep. You know, Air Early Force Carol Danvers. She's Shield. I can't remember what she's division she she's works for. She works at the Cape. Right, right. She works at the Cape. Yeah. Yes. Uh, she's not there. Cape Canaveral. No, no, no. no this no, is no, no, the no. Cape. The Cape. Uh, she's there, which is cool. Uh, did you, you've glazed over mm. my favorite thing Go in this on. whole series. Maybe I was leaving it for you. So they're up in space. They're oh, doing yeah. all this stuff. And Cap's like, uh, Clint, 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 I need you to go take you know a ship and go over and take care of those scrolls before they get to the earth and no matter what happens at the cost of your life if yeah. need be and so he's like okay and then he goes and he like breaks into the thing and he's like wait i don't have any powers yeah. and i'm kind of stupid and i've got these like four scrolls i have to deal with Oh well, let's see what happens, and that's it. That's yeah. all you see of them. And at the end, yeah, it ends on a cliffhanger. It's not even. Yeah, I guess it's a cliffhanger. It is at the end. Uh, who Nick Fury's like? So didn't you have another guy? Yeah. We had the big where's, guy, right? Where's Clint the, the tall guy, uh, Goliath man. Where, where's he? And Cap's like, uh, uh, no, it's Iron Man's. Like we've been. He literally says. We've almost been trying not to think about him, Fury. It's like so we've tried to ignore yeah. our friend probably yeah. dying. Do you can I having read the issue that comes after this, can I tell you what happens to him? Sure. Because it's awesome. Because it's even better. Because like you said, he ends up on the ship and he's like, Oh crap, I'm I'm Hawkeye. What the hell do I do? Um, he literally uses pieces of the ship to build a bow and arrow because that's all he knows how to do and then takes out the scrolls with his like mate but it's not just that it's like super crude he uses like like a piece of metal as his bow he uses i think like i even remember what the what the string is it's something crazy but how does he have time to do that he breaks in and in the same room the same vicinity well, as the scroll when they when they pick up in that next issue he's like hiding so i think that must have been a little they it's screwed like, up there it's like video game hiding yeah. like you know a guy sees you and then you yeah, just duck you around just and duck like, to the oh, side. I must not have seen anything but yeah he uh he takes them all out with a bone arrow and then he flies the ship back down so <laughs> Don't worry, everyone. Why Hawkeye's did he get okay. Why rid of his pin particles? Why did he? He says throughout it? this, he goes, "They're running out." Like I guess he had a limited supply. Oh. So, and, but but it's the funny thing is he goes into space knowing he had a limited supply. So it's like, dude, bring your 
freaking bow and arrow. Yeah, do something. So you don't have to make one out of budget materials. Freaky S and M outfit. Just do something, yeah. bro. Yeah, but yeah, the Hawkeye, the Hawkeye oh, of it all man. at the end was that is great. my favorite. And Vision is so like. Vision's fantastic. He's, in this. he's like hot and cold. Sometimes yeah. he's super pissed. Sometimes he's like, I don't care about any of you. Sometimes yeah. he's like, Oh, Scarlet Witch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like when he like freaks out because yeah. uh, he's about he, like they're about to kiss and he's like, yeah. No, he's like, I can't. But I also like when when Triton wants him to go healthy in humans and he freaks out on yeah. Triton. He's like, We can't do that. Our teammates are missing. Screw you. Who cares about the entire fate of the humans? And then a few pages later, he goes, I feel really bad about that. We yeah. should go and help. Out being humans, <laughs> he's all over the place. I love it. That's uh, wonderful. Uh, so yeah, this is terrific. Terrific. All I right, so it. we had plenty to say, as it turns out. Uh, you guys had even more to say. Yeah. So we'll respond as we can here. But really, let's just let's kind of read through this. So Ref Gemlin had, I think, wins the award for more count comments than ever on any Twim URC. <laughs> um, Jesus. So all right, I'll just I'll just dive right into this. I'm gonna skip his Marvel Boy one because that's from last time. Almost ashamed to say that as big an Avengers fan as I am, I've only read the Kree Skrull War once in a two-part 1983 reprint. Downloaded the nine issues for the current Tumi URC onto my iPad to read through the week. Time to see if this story's reputation is justified. Can't be denied that the Kree Skrull War is ingrained in many readers' minds as a significant event, often referenced by Avengers. Don't forget the fact that Kree Skrull War led to Secret Invasion. A lot of stuff led to Secret Invasion. Well, yeah, I guess, because... But this is... Yeah. yeah, the Illuminati after this. And the conception of Young Avengers Hulkling, for starters. I always imagined Captain Marvel with blonde hair, not white. Perhaps it alternates based on colors. No, that was actually a plot point. Uh, in his series, he got, like, better powers at some point, And his hair, it was like a super scion. Or whatever the, the those characters are in Dragon Ball Z. Super Saiyan? Yeah, whatever. Scion, Saiyan. Sure. You say potato, I say scion. So he became a blonde goddess? Yeah, well, he gets blonde hair, and then he's better. So it's they predated we predated Dragon Ball Z. White dudes with blonde hair. Marvel man. Marvel came up They're with the all idea. over the comics. Yeah. So uh, in the Illuminati movie with Marvel Boy, you could see a potential for Novar to become Captain Marvel with white hair. Now I see it. Quite a diversion there. With the slightest opposition, Quicksilver takes the offense of the worst Avenger in regards to diplomacy. Is Quicksilver the worst Avenger in regards to diplomacy? I feel like Hercules could give him a run for his money, probably. Hercules isn't much of a jerk, but he's more hot-tempered. Quicksilver, at least once in a while, knows to like kind of hang back. But let mm. us know. Mm. Doctor mm. Druid, of course, is wonderful with diplomacy so and good. all things. It seems the voice of Seth Green has stuck with me following Hulk and the Agents of Smash. I hear it whenever I read Rick Jones. Nice. I'd never read any of Rick Marvel, Rick and Marvel sharing an existence, but have read lots of Rick Genus. I like how true to this that was. Well, actually, that was true to this. This came first. Um, clearly, I'm not up on my 70s Fantastic Four. Sue has premonitions. Uh, that was just, they probably called it women's intuition back then or something. I don't know. They were super sexist back in the 70s. Lots of dudes making comics. Uh, Mars Negabands Dissolve. I'm definitely not up on my Captain Marvel know how. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't really get that. Uh, it gets them back at some point. Sure. Um, Avengers 89 is quite wordy. I've read a fair bit of Roy Thomas' issues, but this felt heavier than most. Also, lots of the word through. Yeah, Roy Thomas is pretty wordy. There was... He uses the word slash phrase trip hammer. Oh, yeah. 
several multiple times. times. And I was like, what is... I've never read there that were a couple of anywhere those, yeah, else. There were a couple like phrases I'd never heard of that were used at least two or three times. I, and I love that about reading old yeah, comics. She's like, was that part of the lexicon at that yeah, time? for sure. <laughs> so, negative zone radiation. Did that ever crop up again? I know the zone did weird things to people, but radiation poisoning? Uh, yeah, probably. Sure. It's, t- it's a terrible place to go. Let's say it didn't help uh, Marvel. Captain Marvel That's not how he got cancer. It's not, but I'm sure it did Yeah, you're right. It probably you know, didn't help. like that stuff. It probably did not help. It was probably yeah. not a good thing. Yeah. Interesting to see both Ronan and Annihilus in the 70s, long before their involvement in cosmic events to come decades later. Yeah, they're basically just, you know, villains here. Annihilus is still really just, you know, kind of a jerk villain, but Ronan would get a lot more fleshing out many, many years later. Yeah. Although I knew that Century 459 appears later in, on an Avengers as part of the robot group Heavy Metal, I wanted to see where else he appears. I'd never heard of the Black Wolf series before. Mm. I don't know what any... I read this this whole book, yeah. and I don't remember any of this. Black Wolf? You, Black Wolf? Black Wolf was a 90s book that... What does like that have to do with any of this? Long. I guess Century 459 showed up in Black Wolf. What is Century 459? The, like the robot? The cent- the, the yeah, Kree- the robot yeah, Century. Okay, I didn't realize he had a designation. Well, he, I didn't know he did either, but I do now, because Rick Gemlin just told me. Okay. Always good to learn something new. Meat can be used as an adjective to mean suitable or proper. Okay. Yeah. Translating Rick's 70s speech is informative. I figured I'd look up what a Cupid doll was, and they drove it to be these creepy little dolls. That's one of my favorite old-timey comics expressions. Here here are some of my favorites. One is, go pound sand, (laughs) tell it to the Marines, (laughs) and uh, (laughs) always, like, blow it out your ear and stuff like that. And, uh, yes, uh, give give the man a Cupid doll is definitely a classic. They also call each other baby a lot. Oh, yeah. Like, take care of that one, baby. Yeah. But it's like, you know, it reminds me of like, like old wrestling Rhodes. promos. Yeah. yeah, it's Dusty Rhodes. That's where I got it from. Uh, got thrown for a moment until I realized that Goliath was Clint. Blonde hair, face mask, hard to tell. Yeah, well, it doesn't help that Clint Barton, Steve Rogers, Hank Pym all look exactly the same. Yeah, tall, big old white dudes. Poor Jarvis. It must be like living with a group of hyperactive children. That's what, he's, that's what he signed up for. Yeah. That's what the money's for. He knew. He's paid well for his, for his trouble. Wow, still going. All right. Wow. The, the Avengers. <laughs> the Avengers prepared for any situation. Superpowers, high-tech gadgets, and extra warm thermal underwear. Gotta have it. I'll remember this moment the next time someone says that Hank hit Jan once in the normal. Yeah, he definitely hits her again here when he's a Neanderthal. Oh, right. Slaps her around. Yeah. Yeah, we don't remember that one. Turns out I do own, have read bits of the Kree Skull War. My reputation as Avengers collector isn't too badly marred. Well, the fact that you didn't remember her. Yeah. Mars it a little bit. Good job. Nothing quite like a classic Avengers battle with the Vision explaining panel by panel how his powers work mid fight. Oh, man. Yeah. There's a lot a of explanation going on throughout yeah, this. Well, they, I it's mean, a different time. Not only that, Vision and Scarlet Witch probably have some of the more, most unintuitive powers ever, especially Scarlet Witch. Who's basically just like these blasts do it. My hex I powers need. aren't affected by that yeah. fire. Yeah, it's too bad that like everyone they always need to fight the she's like, oh no, my hex power doesn't work on robots. Oh no, my hex power doesn't work on aliens. Oh no, oh no, I'm captured. <laughs> um, the covered Avengers ninety two is a well known one. Finally happy to finally be reading to see what it goes on inside. I take it back. Jarvis is apparently just as bad in regards to crashing through doors. I don't intend to add to the public hysteria, but the population was nearly devolved into cavemen. Yep, that won't scare anyone. Nothing says reckless heroics more than catapulting yourself at a crashing helicopter. Captain Marvel did that. (laughs) 
Time out. 12,000 tweets. Probably about 3,000 of them right here. Fitting that it happens, Willis reading TwinURC. I joined Twitter due to This Week in Marvel. My thanks to the team. Wow. Thank you. Tweets. Very cool. A quick, oh, I love this, because Robert's British. A quick Google pit stop to find out who Benedict Arnold was. History lesson over. On with the story. Be careful what you wish for, people. You won't enjoy it when the Avengers do disassemble. Sad time. Oh. It's true, because there's a little newspaper headline. Yeah. Avengers disassemble. Neil Adams' art in Avengers 93 is brilliant right out the gate. Another Twin URC cultural history lesson as I Google Fritz Lang's Metropolis, a movie what? I never knew existed. You never, oh, you gotta go watch Metropolis oh. ASAP. It's a classic. I noticed this too. Hank Pym loves pop culture references. Clark Gable, EC Comics, L, Al Feldstein, Clark Kent, actors, brands, creators, and characters. Yeah, when he's inside Vision, he just for some reason goes on like a pop culture tangent. And there, there is an interesting moment when he's inside Vision and he's talking about hearing ants like scream in pain mm-hmm. that was yeah, like yeah, that, that was freaking weird. me out I was that like was whoa yeah, they don't really stay whoa. on it very long I don't think I've ever seen an editor get top billing but hey it's Stan Lee yeah I mean, I mean Stan, Stan gets what he wants <laughs> about what time did they stop putting dialogue on the covers like in all but the bookend issues of this week's Twin URC selection I feel like in the 90s it started getting phased out mm. and then by the 2000s it was pretty much gone and now when it shows up, it's like a novelty. Yeah. Where he's in the 70s, it was like you didn't see a cover without dialogue on it. Yeah. Crease Girl War issues have definitely given me insight into the nobility of Hulkling's parents. Uh, new word learnt, parochial, having a limited or narrow outlook or scope. More here than Go-Go Rocket Skates. Oh, God. Yeah. He uses them for that they're good, though, because the Mandroids don't know he has them. I liked that. <laughs> Question, how much do we know about the Inhumans by this point in Marvel history? A decent amount. They've been in FF quite like a few times. Five, six, seven years. Yeah, and they had their own series in Amazing Adventures where they kind of fleshed them out. So a decent amount. Still three issues left to read for Tomi RC. Not sure I'll get them all in before the guys record the podcast. We'll see. More great Neil Adams art as Avengers 95 opens. I can see why this era stuck in so many fans' minds. Iron Man's power pause, the discs on his hips, in action effect once provided by me. Uh, yes, I love it that he uses those as weapons because they're always just there. There's a great shot of of him that's on this cover. Yes, where he's sort of like posing hey. daintily. I love hey. it. Hey boys. Hey guys. How's it going? Let's go. Yeah. Uh, another new word learned: halcyon, denoting a period of time in the past that was idyllically happy and peaceful. Is Avengers ninety five the true origin telling of Maximus's insanity? I get he was always treacherous, but is this why he's bonkers too? It's definitely why. I'm not sure that was the first time it was told. Yeah, uh, it's basically Black Bolt. It's brutal. Man. Yelled really loudly. Yeah, and crazy. Uh, the eighth part of Tobias's Crimson Scroll War reading finally sees the team <laughs> go into space. So far, there hasn't been much war. Well, it was well worth the wait. The space battle in Avengers ninety six is really cool. The battle in Infinity was a good callback to this. Nice. Ah, the classic, I built a hologram myself hours ago and then snuck off to jump you from behind approach from Captain Marvel. He's like, ah, you didn't know I could do that, right? <laughs> ah, psych. A lot of people have that power, I feel yeah. like. Rick certainly has the cojones to be an honorary Avenger. Not everyone would take a swing at Ronin. You'd think the negative zone would be quite large, but it appears that wherever you enter it, Annihilus is always close by. Yeah. That's because he knows what's up. Yeah. He knows what's up in his neighborhood. He knows if someone's coming in. Is Rick using his new powers to create replicas of these classic heroes or is he plucking them out of time 
replicas as I understood it. Yeah, the way which I made what you said even weirder when they're like interacting. With right, each other. like he's like projecting yeah. his own how they would talk. Yeah, kind of memories and thoughts about them into these versions. Yeah. Supreme Intelligence seems mega powerful. Teleporting the Avengers from Hala to Earth is this power consistent for him? He can he can do whatever is necessary yeah. for the story. Phew! What a finale! The Kree Skull War arc really builds up slowly with each alien component bolstering the final two issues. Glad I read this classic Avengers arc. I can see why it made such an impact and is so referenced so regularly in later years. This Twin URC has given me a greater appreciation of Avengers Forever, whose final scenes echo this classic story. I'm going to pass out from reading all of Ref Gamble's comments, so <laughs> you can take the next little bit. That's fair. I'm just making sure I'm on the right page now. All right. Mm. Grant Gregory says, You are salvage flotsam from the void. What a great way to degrade someone. Love that line. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Grant said, sorry about that last tweet. That was from Marvel Boy number one. A little late. It's still true, though. Yeah, still good. Uh, Ultimate Squirrel Boy says, let's get cracking with Twim URC. We'll be glad to read Captain Marvel in comics again. Um, how come his name is Marvel, but he is Captain Marvel? Should it be Captain Marvel or Captain Vell? Well, Captain Marvel sounds more awesome. So yeah. why would we call him Captain Marvel? Marvel is the name of our company. It just—it sounds cool. Yeah, don't don't get too. I mean, he is it. also Captain Marvel. Yeah. Um, but he's Captain Marvel. Yeah. Because it sounds neat. Um, <laughs> Ultimate Squirrel Boy says, "Stop hitting your wife, Hank. That's why you get a bad name." Yeah. Yeah. Started early. Uh, he says, "Avengers '96. Wow, that crowd just beat <laughs> a scroll to death. Seems quite brutal that normal people." I had that same yeah. reaction. I was like, "Yeah, it kind of comes so out of nowhere." They come in there, like he's like, "I'm gonna stretch and get out of here." He's like, "Oh, where are my powers?" And then they beat him to death yeah, and savagely. then walk away. Yeah. And Rick Jones is like, "I just kind of killed that thing." Yeah. Oh well. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. That was nuts. '70s man. Yeah. Um, Old Squirrel Boy says, "How come the Cree aren't blue, and when did they become blue?" Well, there's two. Yeah, there's two, two races. races. So these, yeah, some Cree are blue, some Cree are pink, pink? Caucasian. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I think they're basically pink. So we saw the pink ones here, because yeah. Marvel obviously is not blue. Right. Um, Ronan usually is. Yeah. I, I feel I feel like he wasn't at first. I think the first issue of FF he showed up and he was pink. At some point, they just decided he would look cooler if he was blue. Sure. Yeah. Uh, last one from Ultimate Squirrel Boy says, "Is this when Marvel and Anel do the business, quote unquote, and Teddy, aka Hulkling, is born? Do the business? Do the business? Yeah. Well, because when we have the flashback in Young Avengers, they say it took place during the Kree Scroll War. So yeah. somewhere in here, they find time, which is kind of selfish. When Sometimes you, you got to get it. get yours. Yes, Hawkeye is stuck on this ship by himself. Maybe Captain Marvel could have we're flown and saved We're him. trying not to think about him, Ben. Trying not to we're trying not him. to think about him. Oh, the worst. of many years, we're trying not to think about yeah, him. Yeah, we're just trying to, you know, <laughs> he's gone now. Uh, anyway, Don DJ Fanko has a couple. He says, Captain Marvel, Marvel sure did know how to treat a lady. Hashtag Earth Etiquette. It's true. Uh, he says, when a woman tries to hex you, it's time to leave. That's also true. Hashtag Lessons from Captain Marvel. Uh, Don says, Carol Danvers is amazing. She's so good, she convinced the Avengers to fill out forms in five minutes. Quite a superpower. She can do what she needs to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, Don says, Sal Buscema's art is impressive for its day. The first page of Avengers 90 really sets the mood. Yep. Uh, he says, great reminder to say your prayers from Clint Barton? Yeah, at some point he just says, say a prayer for someone. Yeah, that's another phrase mm-hmm. from then. Uh, last one from Don. He says Neil Adams really outdid himself with uh, a certain spread, and he has the the picture in here yep. that we don't see. 
John Dave McCusker has a couple. He says, in other news, rereading the Kreskal Roar on the train as part of this week's Twim URC. Epic sci-fi goodness. Cat says, Avengers 89, this panel perfectly sums up the complexity of Marvel compared to other comics of the time. I don't we'll know what ta- the panel We'll take is. your word for sure. it. Sure. We, we don't have a picture here. Uh, Avengers 90, maybe the Vision shouldn't be so open about how he's still feeling weak. Maybe not right before a fight. I mean, he just... He's, he's an android, man. He, he just says He's whatever. a font of... Fount of information. Yeah. Uh, Avengers 90, is this Carol Danvers' first appearance? Nope. No. She had already shown up in a Captain Marvel's solo book. Yeah. Uh, he says, quote, If you can wade through all that backstory, the Cupid doll is yours. Yep. Truer words were never spoken. There we go. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Avengers 90, in quotes, I can't work with women around. Such a different time. Suck, Suck it up, Goliath. Goliath. Yeah. Maybe that's why they were like, ah, oh, he's kind of a misogynist. Well, here's, here's what I was thinking about. If it was anyone but Hawkeye who really they could find anyone who could fill that role, would yeah. they be more... Like, if it was like Thor, they'd be like, ah, oh, no, we're screwed without <laughs> Thor. It's just Hawkeye. We can find someone else yeah. who can who can either shoot a bow and arrow or steal powers from Hank Pym. <laughs> uh, Avengers 90 says, Jarvis, don't get no respect. And Avengers 92, Roy Thomas makes fun of his own writing yeah, that style. Yeah, was a nice touch. Yeah, he has Quicksilver great. make fun of him for being loquacious. Yes. Penelope uh, Cat says, in issue 92, Avengers disbanded for all time. And in 93, they're back. The internet of 1971 <laughs> must, must have gone nuts between those issues. Uh, the internet of 1971 was a, was a dangerous place. Oh, boy. Yeah. Can you imagine? Oh, no. Roy Thomas would get just chewed alive. Can you imagine the, if the internet existed when Gwen Stacy got killed? would have been a nightmare. It would have been spoiled, like, yes. two weeks beforehand. Yeah, and then the reaction would have just been horrifying. Wow. Anyway, um, issue 93 says, quote, That's Crosby all over. More of the compassion that makes him <laughs> an idol to millions. Oh, yeah, we forgot that his answer named Crosby Stills and Nash, yeah. which is a nice uh-huh. little touch. Um he says, uh, "He says I take it back. Pym's comments were about hearing Ant scream. Make it clear that he's not so callous about them, after all. Yeah, he. That was a. I really liked that little bit. Yeah. So Pym is an EC fan. He loves science fiction stories that often ended with a twist where things went horribly wrong. Hmm. That's pretty cool. That's, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's who he his, is. That's his story. Last one from Penelope Caddy says, "Loving Adam's art, but inside Vision's body feels almost too structured. Like it's got floors, walls, and ceilings. That's because." Ultron built that, son. Yeah. Ultron, Ultron knows what he's doing. So structured. That's Ultron's got a, Ultron has a great interior design sense. He's known for that. Look at any of his headquarters. They always look better than uh, He's all on HGTV. You yeah. get Ultron's makeover. Yeah. Like, it's it's pretty great. Yeah. It's really great. Yeah. I would love that. Yes. Oh, my God. No, you would. If my wife turned on HGTV and it was like the Ultron brothers... Oh, it's amazing! It's Ultron. That's a what the? That's a what the? Yeah, right. Ultron seven against Ultron nine, trying to flip house. Oh my God! This is—you guys are listening to the birth of yeah. an idea for. That's for, going in. Uh, Definitely. An episode of Marvel Superheroes about around that. Age of Ultron time. Done. That's happening. I can't wait. Especially because Ultron is my new favorite. What the character? Oh, so great. He's he's like, Modok had his day, Deadpool had his day, and now it's all about Ultron. I'll take it. Yeah. Uh, Gunhild Skjold says, "Fun to read this week's Twin URC while playing Avengers Alliance Tactics. Yeah. Kree everywhere. There you go. Yep. Uh, Nolan J. Hitchcock, Avengers ninety four. <laughs> Always great to see Iron Man use the roller skates. But again, I like the context where he's like, the Mandroids know my armor, but they don't know that I just added these roller skates, <laughs> so I'll use it to beat them. Yeah. 
Uh, Story Monkey, a new uh, commenter, says, Just discovered the Twim URC. It's like bigger, drunk Pete, but without the beer and with new people, always scary. Dare I explore further? Uh, and Raph jumps in yeah. and says, It's organized by the official Marvel podcast. They read and comment every tweet with a hashtag. Yes. And then Story Monkey says, Pretty rad. Actually, never read Crew Skull War before. But it clearly informs so much of Cosmic Marvel. It's yes. the granddaddy of Cosmic Marvel. Story Monkey, we hope you uh, stick, stick with us past this one. He's got more to He's say. He's got more. He says, uh, this story reminds me of the, that 70s comics feel like the teenage years of the medium's hmm. development. That's interesting. Yeah, I like that. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, he said, in 70s comics, they're finding their voice, they're overrun with words, and extraneous plot points that never quite work nor mean something. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh, and... Story Monkey says, listening to Twin URC, talking about Marvel Boy. Wonder if they're not allowed to mention other franchises. So much from elsewhere. Um, we mentioned other franchises. Other franchises. Yeah. What? I'm sure we have. Well, we talked about EC in here and Clark Kent. And uh-huh. Crap. I just don't... Maybe we just didn't pick up on all the references. I don't know. I don't remember. Clarify, Story Monkey. Uh, Explain yourself. We read Marvel Boy like two weeks ago. Yeah, I know. This like, was ages ago. That's gone yeah, out of my mind. I, that was... That was like... Eight podcasts to go on this site. Yeah, really. Now that we have a podcast like every day. I can't remember what I read yesterday. Ugh, anyway, what I read this morning. Yeah. Uh, w. Blaine Dowler, Dowler says, "Great snapshot of Marvel history." Neil Adams, Barton as Goliath, Inhumans, retcons. It's all here. What's the retcon in here? I'm sure there is one, but I just don't remember what it was. Yeah. I'll have to go back and. Read it again. <laughs> <laughs> and last up, we've got Dead Guy Comics says, Just read first book, and Captain Marvel has a mean left hook. Hashtag not so quicksilver. Ah. Also, I keep saying Marv L in my head. That's fine. Yeah. Nope. However, it works, works for you. both ways. Yeah. Uh, Dead Guy Comics says, I know it was that time, but I think the ladies were a little too ladylike in the situations they were in. Agreed. Yeah, I, I think they could have done Agreed. a lot more. Again, I go, I go back to when we read our. Uh, reading the Silver Age stories and it was like Jean Grey was like not like this at all which is the only female character from this era I remember just being even over in X-Men when she was Phoenix she was like eh screw you blah, blah, blah. <laughs> uh, last one we've got uh, Dead Guy Comics saying not sure if Wanda was just not sure of her powers yet any suggestions on what to read for a more confident Scarlet Witch oh man well that's part of the problem is yeah. she's She's so frazzled by her powers and abilities. Well, I think it's also the writers didn't really understand where her powers were. Yeah. They're still kind of figuring it out. Yeah. For a more... Uh, for that kind of Scarlet Witch, I would say check out West Coast Avengers. Check out Busick's run on Avengers, especially. He wrote a great Scarlet Witch. She was... I mean, she was the, she was the field leader of the team. Yeah, that's true. She's central to that whole arc. And uh, Avengers the Children's Crusade. So, yeah, those are all great Scarlet yeah. Witch stories. Yeah, there all we right. go. Time to pick our next Twim URC, and I'm I'm swerving. I'm going somewhere oh, no. else. And uh, we, we talked about this. We talked about where are you going? Uh, we're gonna go to the Illuminati. Oh yeah, limited series oh. and the one shot. If you can add the one shot yeah. as well, sure. Um, because it's relevant to all the stuff going on in uh, Original Sin, the Avengers books, everything that we're doing these days. Plus, it'll help. Uh, there's some stuff that ties into Kree Skull War. Mm-hmm. As some of you noted, and it's just a really cool story. That and Marvel Boy, read. actually, there's a Marvel, Marvel Boy, Boy issue, so yeah. it's a lot of follow up. A lot the of last relevant few RCs. stuff that's relevant. And my other pick, uh, we can use it soon because we're yeah. going to need to. We got so. plenty of time. Yeah, but uh, it's not like we don't do 
tons of these episodes all the time. All the time. Uh, all right, guys. Thanks for listening and tweeting. And we'll be back with another episode next week with all your regular uh, questions and comments. So send them on through. And Ian will hopefully be gathering them uh, all the time. He did a good job today. You yeah, I got a lot. Thank you. A little prodding, but he got it. Yeah. Got there. Appreciate it. Uh, all right, guys. Stay tuned. We'll be back next week. This is Marvel, your universe.